When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It all starts with a decision. It all starts with a decision. It must start with the decision. And so um, uh, Hippocrates says, before you try to heal someone, ask them first if they are willing to let go of the things that made them sick. Oh. So um, that's a very pertinent question, a very important one. Welcome to the Bombshell Business Podcast, where driven women in business learn how to become more bold, brave, and unwaveringly confident. Feel empowered and challenged through inspiring stories and tell it like it is advice for business, life, and leadership. Welcome or welcome back to the Bombshell Business Podcast. I'm your host, Amber Hurdle. And as always, I am so delighted that you have taken your finite time to hang out with me and my spectacular guest today so that you can work on your becoming a more bold, brave, and unwaveringly confident woman in business. Now today, I cannot wait to tell you about my guest. Um, Even just in the pre-interview conversation, I read back to her a quote that I took from her speaker reel and I got teared up about it. So if that gives you any idea about where we're going today, um, I can't help but uh, wait for you to, to hear this episode. So our guest, Pauline Wynn's story is that of survival first. Escaping war-torn Vietnam as a toddler, Pauline eventually made it to Australian shores after a year in a Thai refugee camp. She went on to suffer tremendous physical and emotional abuse until she was a young woman. Is this adversity that Pauline now refers to as her training to have since become one of Australia's most sought after speakers. She is also the co-founder of the world's most awarded Vietnamese restaurant, Red Lantern. She was named as Australia's top 50 influential female entrepreneurs and one of the hand-selected 200 women who will change the way you see the world. As Huffington Post puts it, Pauline is the most grounded spiritual entrepreneur on the planet. And y'all, she's our guest today. Welcome to the show, Pauline. (laughs) Thank you, Amber. Thank you for having me. It's my joy to be here. Hello, everyone. So I don't don't even know where to begin with all of that. I will say that the the third part of of my coaching framework is grit. So we we check in with our our heart. What what does our heart want in this situation when we're solving this problem? And then we go to the head. What's the strategy? And then we go to the grit because I have found that bombshells have a story. Maybe not quite like yours, but there's something back there that they survived that put them in the position to be the bad mamma jamma that they are today. So can we just start there with that comment of that is your training to become who you are today? Yeah, that's so, um, I can respond on so many levels. Uh, grit is actually one of my favorite words ever. <laughs> I just love the, um, the articulate grit. Yeah. Grit is the passion and the perseverance for long-term goals. Hey, it's having that, 
uh, stamina and the determination to hold on to that belief and understanding that life is a marathon, it's not a sprint. And grit is understanding that you will have that goal or that soul and you will fight for it and cry for it and bleed for it and understand that you're not going to do it for days or weeks or months, but for years, right? <laughs> right. And so those those who have the most grit uh, are not necessarily the ones who have the most social media followers or or um, the most uh, uh, attractive. It's the ones who have the, the, the greatest growth mindset. Oh, I love that. Um, the, 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 the ones who, uh, who say that um, I know that it may not be an easy journey, but I know that on the other side of this obstacle is going to be my pot of gold. Because from here to the other side, from here to the other side of the obstacle, whether we have to um, dig under the obstacle or jump over the obstacle or run around it or smash through it, we know that from here to the other side of the obstacle, there's going to need a whole lot of grit to be um, learning new concepts. Um, uh, implementing new systems, listening to new voices, becoming new people. And so that whole process needs a whole lot of grit for us to uh, get to the other side of the obstacle. But from here to the other side, we know it's going to be our pot of gold. That's right. And that's what I mean by the universe rewards the unreasonably determined <laughs> basically the ones who have the most grit right. right that is the quote that i read back to her that i started getting teary-eyed and and she says persistency is the new currency and the universe rewards the unreasonably determined and and let me tell you so you all know when i get teary behind my eyes it's the truth it's my truth and i just think back to my days as a teen mom and and just not even understanding where I was getting the stamina from and not understanding. I just, I knew I had hope, but I didn't really know why, like there was no proof of it. It's just, it was either that or, or die. So, or, or fail. But I just remember thinking if I just keep believing there's a light at the end of the tunnel, eventually I will see it. And then I saw something on social media the other day that said, don't look for the light at the end of the tunnel, light that bitch yourself. <laughs> and I was like, there you go. Yeah. So, yes. And, um, uh, on your, when you mentioned hope, I, I, I get it. And hope is not this, uh, emotion or this feeling when we can live our lives, understanding that traits such as hope and love and grit, they are actual templates. Mm. Can hope be your template? So I'm hearing that hope was your actual template. And what does it mean to have a template? Is that is a solid system, just fill in the blanks, right? And so when we can live our lives by the template of hope or by the template of love or by the template of grit, um, we're not very easily swayed. Mm -hmm. Um, we, we, we stay on our path because I've got a template I'm following and it becomes us, right? And so your question before about um, looking back and seeing it as our training, we all have choices. We all have choices. Um, the cards that we are dealt with, yes, that's called fate. But what we do with those cards, that's called destiny. And so I had a choice. I had a choice of either um, growing up to be the victim mm. 
and uh, believing the stories we tell ourselves about ourselves and believing in to be true, or we get to reinvent ourselves and redesign ourselves again and again and again. I chose for my life, um, the past, um, as my training. Had I not um, gone through that training and very similar to yourself and, and many of your guests and many of your audience, I'm sure, Amber, um, if it were not for our training, we wouldn't be the bombshell badasses that we are today. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and, you know, I don't know if you feel this way when you when you leave the stage and sometimes I say it from stage. People remark on my story, which, again, is not everybody has their story. I mean, my gosh, what I went through doesn't even compare to what you went through and not that it doesn't make mine not real, but just, you know, if you're evaluating, well, what was harder. And so women will say that to me and I say, you have your story too. I just have the microphone. And they usually tell me afterwards part of their story. Like I was ashamed of this before. I never wanted people to know about this before, but now that you've just been so transparent, I understand that's a part of my story that is that matters. So as, as we go back to you and the physical and emotional abuse, um, for years, you could have taken that and, and that could have been an anchor, but one of your concepts is that personal development cannot happen unless personal disruption happens first. I love that. Can you just maybe guide us through how you went from trauma to having this philosophy that now you teach others. Yes. It all starts with a decision. It all starts with a decision. It must start with the decision. And so um, uh, Hippocrates says, before you try to heal someone, ask them first if they are willing to let go of the things that made them sick. Oh, So um, that's a very pertinent question, a very important one. And so when I have people approach me wanting uh, coaching, uh, wanting healing, uh, I'm also shaman and I don't, I find neediness repellent uh, in that it's not that I find it disgusting. My body, my electromagnetic signature actually repels neediness rather than needing me. Are you willing for me to teach you how to heal yourself? Are you willing for me to teach you and give you the power toolkit so that after our experience together, you can do it yourself. Some are not willing to do that because they'd rather abdicate. Right. And so that unless they take absolute personal responsibility, they're not going to show up. And if they don't show up, then they won't be out. They won't need to take responsibility for not having 100% of the results. Are you willing to show up 100%? Because if you're going to willing be willing to show up 100%, then you're going to get 100% of the results. Some people are not willing to show up because then they can blame someone else for it not happening. And so I have a very firm filter on who I allow into my space before we can start the healing process from disease or dis-ease. And so it must start with a decision. Are you willing to let go of the things that make you sick? Are you willing to let go of the stories you've told yourself for years and actually believe? Okay, if you're willing, do I have your permission now? After the decision must come with the permission. Do you have me, do you give me permission to hold the mirror for you? Mm so that you can hold yourself to your own Mm -hmm. attention. 
And with that absolute responsibility, then we get permission and also they give themselves permission, gives themselves permission to be um, uh, uh, this uh, have this absolute personal responsibility okay now we've decided now that you've given me permission do you commit to doing the work because if you don't do the work you don't get the pay if you don't get the pay you don't get to play a very different game of life and so I always give them this uh, metaphor is that how often do you upgrade and update your computer <laughs> how often do you upgrade and update your phone on all your electronics and we all do we have to in order to stay current as well as ahead of the game and okay. prevent viruses so ask, exactly um, and so let me ask you uh, in all this respect to your own technology, have you respected the technology that invented the technology, <laughs> your human technology? Oh, when was the last time you upgraded and updated your human technology? Now, I'm not just talking about mindset here, right? You know, we're not just talking about the software. We have to start talking about the hardware and all the different programmings. That's all convoluted and all. And, and so um, uh, how, how are you looking at your health without your health there can be no wealth yet how is your heart how much do you love how much do you hope how easily do you forgive how kind will you be and you know what what about the driving force of it all your spirit mm. your soul are you working on your mind your heart your health and your soul come on guys the world literally stopped for us to reinvent ourselves how have you reinvented yourself did you use this time to um, get healthier mentally stronger uh, physically more um, uh, um, healthy, spiritually more profound. How have you used this time to personally disrupt yourself? Because that's the only way we can develop by saying, not my belief is, but my current belief is. So we're not only disrupting what the thoughts that we think, we're also disrupting the things that we do and why we do it as well as our environment. So that's what I mean by personal development cannot happen unless personal disruption happens first and personal disruption cannot happen unless personal introspection happens first we have to go within we have to walk down the long hall of mirrors and then we decide to upgrade the internal software upgrade our own programming so that we can stay ahead of the game i don't even know where to begin to love everything you just said <laughs> i i completely agree and I found myself at times really leaning in and having so much compassion and then other times being judgmental, if I'm being honest, because the world did stop and I kept appealing. I kept doing my social media and YouTubes and, and podcasts, and I just kept appealing for people to take the chance to do their work. Just take this, that yes. this is, there is no coincidence that the whole universe stopped, <laughs> at least our universe, the world, the earth, planet earth, everything stopped. We couldn't be distracted anymore. We couldn't stay busy. We, we had to get off the hamster wheel. Most, I know there are some industries that's, that still went about, but there are still stay at home orders for everyone. And I'm like, why are you watching the tiger show when you can be to your point, reprogramming, reassessing, deciding what you want for your life, dealing with the man or the woman in the mirror and 
that was such a profound time for the people that I was coaching. And to your point, the people who are willing, the people who were going to do their work that signed up, that weren't trying to leech off of me, my energy, my thought process that were asking for the guidance. And those people are not the same people that they were pre-pandemic. It's so rewarding yes. to see. Um, yes. I'm not the same but person. It, <laughs> it, it comes with the decision first. Hey, Anna. Yeah. it all, yeah, you gotta decide first and, um, uh, not everyone has the same, uh, grit, I guess. And, uh, I have this, uh, quote that sits in front of um, my computer and I love this quote so much because so many, um, uh, they fear the unknown. We get it mm -hmm. right. People fear the unknown, but the unknown and change is going to happen at such a faster rate, such a faster rate. And so can we use what, what essentially, what was it? Fear. There's only ever two emotions, love and fear. Mm -hmm. Um, the opposite of love is not hate. The opposite of love is fear. Right. And so, um, there was so much fear and, you know, in, in, in our industry, your, yours and mine, um, there were those who, uh, chose to either stay in fetal position. <laughs> or have their panic attacks. And it's like, okay, you guys do what you're gonna do because I'm gonna work the hardest. Mm -hmm. And so that when all this is over and quiet down, I don't wanna stay in the game. I wanna stay ahead of the yeah. game. I've, I've got people watching me. I've got children to inspire. And so we have to decide, we decide. And so this quote is um, uh, about fear, right? So what do I fear? I fear stagnation and lack of progress. I fear never reaching my potential and being average. I fear being forgotten the past, yesterday's news. I fear giving up and being passed by, going softly in that good night. I fear letting those I love down. I fear letting myself down. I fear settling, giving up to the that's just the way it is mindset. I fear dying without leaving my mark. I fear not feeling these fears anymore and just floating along. These fears feed me. They nourish my drive. I love you, my fear. And so, so many find this fear thing as this headwind. Fear is a tailwind. How are we going to use that and transmute that to um, not only push ourselves forward, but everyone who's following us, all of humanity forward, you know? We're here on this earth to do three things, to evolve, which is why we have to continually personal disrupt ourselves. We're here to evolve. We're here to push humanity forward and to do it with joy. <laughs> it's the third bit that people often forget, right? <laughs> but it's, I think that is one of the many gifts of our training of the past is when you can find joy in the midst of the trauma, then the perspective that you have as you go on the roller coaster of life that is never just a straight shot, you're able to tap into that joy despite fear, even if you're not feeling love. That's that is a, a space that I think is is sacred, that joy. And um in loneliness, you can still feel joy in failure. Yes. You can still find joy. And I think that's a yes. powerful word as much, not as much, but almost as much as love. Yes. And, and, and joy is, um, 
it's lo-fi. <laughs> what do I mean by lo-fi? I find joy waking up and going, holy shit, my drawers open really smoothly. <laughs> and we start wanting what we already have. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I have um, a particular um, daily routine. Joy is sitting and watching the birds fly by and the waves crashing on the ocean and feeling the sun on my skin that's what i mean by joy can be so lo-fi it's not this false excitement right and and um it, it's the that the the training the being able to um, understand that i cannot live by the template of um uh, the template of fear that other people think is um, the way to go my book the way of the spiritual entrepreneur the seven secrets to becoming fearless stress-free and unshakable in business and in life and so spirituality has nothing to do with religion mm -hmm. i believe that religion needs more spirituality Amen. i don't think that spirituality needs religion and there's but i love so many religious practices uh, have spiritual practices and so the spiritual practice on the point of joy that you were talking um, to before if we understood the um uh, the quantum elements of it the vibrational elements of the emotion and the feelings of joy and hope and gratitude when we understand the the quantum physics behind it you're going to be wanting to purposely fear less purposely stress less purposely be unshakable in your space because if we understand the law of vibration when we decide to have that um, sense of self-mastery we're going to be at a higher frequency to match that which our hearts desire mm. it, it um, spirituality means to be living your life in a state of ease and flow when you understand the science of it and so we start to attract we start to magnetize people in our orbit to help us to get to where we want to go faster so the spirituality that i teach is how to live your life in spirit and inspired and so when we're in spirit and inspired we get to do our best work we're tapped into this unbridled energy this different source of energy and so spirituality that i teach is very much about self-mastery hey self-mastery with the relationship with yourself and your emotions and how that then can translate to um, the impact that you'll make by the connections with other people in your orbit in your business and your life but you've got to align huh you've got to align the heart the health the um uh, the mind as well as the soul and the spirit so i i'm um I, yes <laughs> and just as you're describing that my my brain was just going through so many different seasons in the past couple of years of just my own experience and I am an empath. Like I physically feel people's emotions, which is a lot. Um, and, and I've obviously I've learned to manage that And my audience knows I'm, I'm very open and vulnerable. Um, I've, you know, that as you know, the speaking industry collapsed. So we all had to take a big step back and remodel our businesses or decide what we were going to do next. And like you, I was not getting on the train of desperation or anything. I, I chose to go a different path, my own way, bring the audience to me. Um, I ended up discovering that I was getting a divorce. And so you can imagine just between that, my parents almost died and a tornado was just a whole 2020 was just really tough. And yet I felt like I grew more spiritually than 
in, in quite a long time. My health was never better because I know to double down on taking care of the body. That's the vessel. And, um, and I did, I did survive and I am still good, but when those emotions and I am an emotional person, Achilles heel, so great in so many ways. And then also so much when you have all of those emotions, mastering the relationship with yourself and your emotions to your capacity for impact and connection to others, what, what is the path there to do that regulation? Yep. And so um, I I teach, uh, I don't believe in talk therapy alone. I'm not a therapist, by the way. I have numerous clients who've done years of talk therapy. And then when they do work with myself, they're like, holy. Yeah, geez. it's a different thing when you have the spiritual part to do it. <laughs> Because um, the the work that I do is it's um, the semantic. Yes, I know all the theory. Um, I've, I'm highly qualified in multiple modalities, and so we work on the um, uh, human potential part, the personal development part. But it must be um, uh, also the work must also include the somatic work, the breath, the body movement, acupressure points. Um, uh, as well as understanding which organs hold which emotions. And the third part, why I get results for my clients and my students so fast is the soulmatic work, the shamanic work. We can't work only in this 3D dimension, we work in multiple dimensions. And so if you can imagine combining the semantic as well as the somatic and the soulmatic, and we're just coming at it from so many different levels to heal the terrain. Once the terrain, as in your, um, uh, your your physical body, your thoughts, your magnetism, your um, uh, the, the the heart strength. When we f- um, heal the terrain, then everything follows suit. So, to your point, when the emotions start, most people allow their emotions to fuel their behaviors. The work that I do, we understand that we have to harness control our behaviors to fuel the emotions. It's the other way around. Mm. So what would be that the behavior when you um, have that emotion rising? What would be the somatic piece? First, always start with the breath. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the breath will calm your nervous system. We have access to the most powerful um, regulator of our nurse nervous system right under our noses no pun intended right <laughs> we always start with the breath and I don't call myself a breath teacher because um, that would be boxing me and I can't be boxed I do access a lot of breath work in my um, uh, in my work just as I access a whole lot of other stuff as well but there is breath work for uh, how what what breath technique would uh, will you use to go into that very difficult conversation conversation in the boardroom. Mm-hmm. What breath technique will you use when you're going to have that very difficult conversation with your lover or or your children? Or if you need more energy for before you go on stage, what breath technique will you access before doing that and to increase your, um, uh, your energy? And so that's what I mean by the somatic work. We always understand oh there it goes how am i going to regulate my nervous system okay and so i would um uh 
recognize it first. We have to recognize it first, make the decision and say, what do I need to do to feel the way I want to feel? Mm. That's a very, very um, important question. What do I need to do to feel the way I want to feel? And so um, another um, thing I teach also is to stay in your own frame. So often we get emotional and we forget to stay in our own frame, not only the frame of our physical body, the frame of our energetics, our electromagnetic signature. So to stay in your own frame also means up, there you go, emotion, I see you. Up, there you go, fear, I see you. Okay, that's nervousness. Oh, that I understand. When we stay in our own frame, we're not open to other people's energetics. So, so many people forget their own frame. They don't hold true in it. So they're living someone else's frame. What would they think? What is he feeling? And then they just get permeated, right? Mm-hmm. And so- And lose um, yourself. I stop. They lose their self and then they lose their, um, their their magnetism, their electromagnetic signature as well. And Amber, I stopped doing empathy many years ago. I made myself sick. Yeah, you can help me with that. That'd be lovely. <laughs> yeah. And and so what I, I, I don't do empathy anymore. As a coach, as a mentor, as a parent, um, doing empathy did not help myself, nor did it help the other person. But my goodness, I do a whole lot of compassion. Yeah. I do a whole lot of compassion, but I also understand the um, the magnetics and the energetics. And so I hold my frame. I ask myself, what do I need to do to feel the way I want to feel? I don't let my emotions fuel my behaviors. I allow my em- behavior to fuel my emotion. And so um, for if I were to give um, a, a demonstration on, on empathy, if I had a client, for example, whose vibration was very, very low, shame, mm-hmm. um, guilt, mm-hmm. uh, fear, I must hold my ground. Right. Um, my, I must hold my energetics. And I, I, I use so many tools. I see you. I love you. I understand where you're coming from. But your journey is your journey. Mm-hmm. Your journey is your journey. I must hold my frame so that I'm not down here. Empathy is for me coming down here so that I feel what you feel. Therefore, I'm no use to anyone. I'm no use to anyone, least of you or your you. And I made this decision many years ago because I made myself sick being the empath. And so I hold my ground and I use my skills in the multiple um, modalities that I have so that they come up to meet me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's the power of um, why I choose to do compassion um, over empathy. I understand I've been there. I, 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 I hear you, I get you, but in this present moment i protect my energy like my life depends upon it because it does right it does it does i find professionally it's easier to do that because i'm in service to someone else personally it's a little bit more difficult to maintain that um that standard in service to yourself uh-huh <laughs> yeah yes well absolutely and that's truly the end game it's funny because not funny just that is the last piece of the coaching framework and to your point i teach my coaching framework because i want bombshells to be able to coach themselves through things but the last piece is service because i believe at least that if you're using your gifts in service to others. It's really in service to yourself because it brings you joy. It brings you joy to share that gift and to be part of the collective and to be um, energetically connected and know that. And so um, such an important piece. So 
mastering, um, self-mastery and success, those are the forms that you need to achieve your boldest goals and awaken your infinite potential. I'm, I'm taking this from, from your words. So spirituality is a preeminent path to self-mastery and success is all of its forms to achieve your boldest goals and awaken your infinite potential for the full. We have talked about spirituality and I just released an episode not too long ago where we talked about, um, uh, spiritual intelligence and how it is not religion. So I feel like at, at least for my regular listeners, they get that. And so I thought with you, we can just even take it another step because you talked about different modalities. And if anybody came to my house, they saw my Buffalo drum on the wall that I use to like get that vibration and just all the different things that I do. A lot of people, at least in the States and especially in the Southeast would consider that weird. Some of the practices that I do weird. So, um, and, and of course they're not. So when people come to you, are they ready for that statement? Or do you have to expose them to some of these different practices and get them comfortable with it so that they can release and relax into that? How does that work? Um, and so I'm, um, I'm very discerning mm -hmm. about who I have in my space okay. first. Um, most people have their funnels where the, the larger part is at least, right? <laughs> my funnel is like right. this. Yes, same. <laughs> the, 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 it's upside down. The hole at the top is very small. So um, uh, we can only meet someone at the level at which they can see themselves. Mm -hmm. And so uh, where the collective consciousness is going, there will be more openness but understanding right at this time that um, I, I was, I called myself the spiritual entrepreneur about 10 years ago. Because of the work that I do, I know where the collective consciousness is going. Um, and I remember my agents and, and the entrepreneurs is that like, people are going to laugh at you, Pauline. People are afraid of the word spiritual. And it's, that's okay. That's okay. The world usually needs a seven to 10% of the population um, grabbing a hold of something before it becomes a tipping point. I'm fine about that. Um, there was no talk of mindfulness in those years. These, these, I, don't teach, I don't teach mindfulness. I, I teach mindlessness. We have a, enough shit in our minds. Um, being mindless is much more powerful, right? And so um, uh, ultimately, people are always afraid of what they don't understand. Yes. And so yes. uh, um, as teachers, it is our job to be language surgeons and to give verbiage so that those who are ready can understand and not be so polarized by it. Why do we use the drum? Because it mimics our heartbeat. Dum, 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 dum. Why do we use the rattle? So for myself, I use the drum and the rattle so that I can be in service of you and to shut down my left brain, all the analytics, all the, um, the chatter. And so now I'm only accessing my right brain and it's through a cultivation of a practice. And then I'm fine tuning and, and people are like, what do you mean frequency and vibration? We wouldn't be sitting here on this zoom if it were not for frequency. <laughs> is is frequency and vibration and so while we can only meet someone at the level at which they can see themselves only those who are ready will be ready for this work 
those who are absolutely curious and so spirituality is not about the spirituality that i teach is not about you know love and light and <laughs> and peace love and mung beans and you know kumbayas and sitting around happy clappies i'm not called the spiritual hippie i'm called the spiritual entrepreneur because i want to push humanity forward and i know i understand what i need to do in order to do it and then it is about power and when I say power, I'm not talking about ego or force. Right. We're talking right. about this intrinsic power. This And what is this power? This spirit, this energy. Most of all, it's the power to embrace all of ourselves. Mm. It's not... Um, it's not uh, um, um, rejecting our shadow or it's it's the embracing I'm all of it um, we are all of it can we give ourselves grace to be all of it I'm not only kind I'm not only mean I'm not only generous I'm not only stingy I'm not only this I'm freaking all of it all of it can we embrace all of it and so the spirituality that I teach is about living your truth mm -hmm snatching your power back standing in your own frame deciding that as you evolve as you disrupt yourself again and again and again it's going to become the grandest version of the greatest vision you hold of yourself and then when you up level again you're going to have an even more grand version and even more great vision and so we continue to evolve not only expand this way but also in depth and breadth and then we realize that when we're tapped into this unbridled energy, when we are living our truth, our true self, it takes no effort. It takes no effort. And when you're living a lie, that's why you're tired. That's why you age so fast. When you're living someone else's dream and not your dream, or if you don't understand that, you know, when people say, I'm stuck, I feel stuck, you're stuck at a developmental stage. You're stuck at a developmental stage, a frame of mind, a frame of body, because you don't have the right teacher, the right mentor or the right guide to help you to get to the next stage of development so that you realize, oh, I was stuck. Now I'm no longer stuck. And so the spiritual journey has nothing to do with being nice. It's about being real. It's about being real. It's about having boundaries. It's about being authentic it's about honoring your space first and then when all these things are in alignment being nice just happens <laughs> because you're then motivated by not by fear but by love but by love <laughs> when you have then life gets so exciting <laughs> when you have those boundaries too that's not that's not like a a wall to keep people out i it's just not allowing into your space that which is not for you. And, yeah. and I just sort of see it as maybe some plexiglass that it's like, I'm here, I'm open. You can experience me, but your values aren't aligned with my values or where you are in your journey is vastly different where I am and good for you. You're exactly where you need to be. I don't need to sit in judgment of you, but I also don't have to let that in. If my energy's here, and I'm vibrating at this level and you're here that that's a little bit too much of a jump for me to stay in my own authentic space where I can be in service to others, therefore be in service to myself. And I, 
I think that's vastly important. And the other piece that popped out at me, um, my, my best friend says, you're very comfortable dancing in the darkness. And I do believe, I, I love, I follow Carl Jung's work. I do believe that if we can integrate our shadow self, then we don't have to hide anymore. We don't have to project. We can just be comfortable. And it's like, yeah, that's who I am. And you can't put things on me if I own it. (laughs) Exactly. And that's freedom. Exactly. That's, that's freedom. And, and, you know, spirituality is not about renouncing, right? Right. Or, or, or suffering as much as possible. I'm very good at not making people do something they don't want to do. But I, I, I encourage those who think, you know, I, I got off stage a, a little while ago, Amber, and um, after the keynote, I was invited to um, um, with, at the gala dinner. And this this young gentleman approached me and, you know, I I went back to my room. I got changed. I love wearing sexy clothes. I love um, texture on my body. I don't like to wear too many items on my skin. I need to be free and comfortable. Um, I love I own restaurants. I love great food. I love great wine. Um, And um, I'm a highly sexual, sensual person. Sounds like a lot of Taurus energy to me. (laughs) <laughs> and and this young um, guy came up and he said, by the, at the end of it, I was dancing around as well. And he said, I, I, th- I thought you were spiritual and shit. <laughs> right. And and I said, oh, really? What do you, what, do, what, what, do, what, 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 what does that mean? And he goes, well, you eat meat, you're drinking alcohol, you swear, and you certainly don't look spiritual. And I said, oh, I see. So you already have a paradigm of what spirituality means and must fit in. Where did you get that from, mate? (laughs) (laughs) Where did you get that from? And so he had to have a really good look and he's like, okay, okay. And so to be spiritual is to live your life in spirit and inspired. And we're not here to deny ourselves of any pleasures that's going to make us happy and give us joy. And so when you say to integrate all your shadows, I had um, a student who's just um, um, graduated from my uh, most recent accelerator group and beautiful, beautiful Irish woman. And she said, um, Pauline, when I f- when I really wanted to do your work, um, I found your sexuality grating. It was grating, and I said, I love that word. And so, what did you do with that gratingness? And she goes, I looked at it. I looked at it, and all my life, because she grew up with a strict Catholic um, uh, Irish um, upbringing, and um, it was you know lot sh- so much shame and degradation. And she said, I projected all of that onto of you and I, I could not accept that part of me and, and I don't want to own it three months, so you please wear it yeah you, you please wear it and so because I don't understand it um, rather than accepting that part of myself I'm going to um, get grated and I said whatever whatever triggers you is what you need to heal whatever triggers you is what you need to heal and she said I realized that was my shadow because I I did not want to own it and I said have you got a nipple and she goes I actually have two and I said sometimes I have three (laughs) I said we all come from the same body and what was big for her is um that to understand 
to be spiritual is not to be out of body, is to be embodied, mm-hmm. to come back into our body. And so when we realize that we're not these uh, these humans wanting to be all, you know, kind of um, like, you know, elusive and, you know, reach the soul and the spirit, we are souls here on this earth to have a human experience. We are souls to have the human experience. What does it mean to be human, to live in this real world, to love delicious food and delicious wine and to, you know, without this human body, our soul would not be able to be given that chance to hug our children or call up that guy and tell him you've got the hots for him. You know, without the human body, the soul wouldn't be able to go for that job interview or jump into the ocean and feel the glory of nature's medicine, you know, And so when we understand that it is the soul here to have the human experience, we're not going to want to renounce anything. We're not going to want to think that we have to uh, suffer and and be all, you know, high and mighty. It's like, what does the human body love to do? And then when the human body and the soul finally go unite and they dance together, and then the soul says to the human body, where have you been? been all my life i've been waiting for you <laughs> and the human body says here i am let's go <laughs> let's along party. for the ride <laughs> you know it's it's it, uh, there's certain things that i do to to remain body aware to remain in my body and to not disassociate with the vessel and, and, and walking weightlifting so much yoga dancing dancing by myself in my house to music and, and really just feeling the energy in my body. And, you know, the, the thing about sensuality and I've been 10 pounds heavier and I've been 10 pounds lighter and you could just look on my social media to see which is which, but what I've committed to is I'm never going to be at war with my body because this, I can be sensual. I can. And when I say sensual, you know, this, but bombshells, that doesn't mean sexual. That's not saying that we're not that too. But sensuality is about the senses. It's about delighting taste, touch, texture, like all those things and really enjoying um, what's in the natural. And when you're aligned spiritually, then, then you're joyful, then you're full of love. And you're without fear of what people think. You don't give a shit. <laughs> Let's just be real. And everybody's like, Amber, why are you so confident? I'm like, cause I have literally no shits to give. Like, you know, yeah. <laughs> not that I don't have moments because I do, I, you know, there's a difference between personal power, in my opinion, yeah. and confidence. Confidence is fleeting. I can be confident about this today, but maybe not tomorrow, but I know who I am. You know who you are. <laughs> and when you stand in that, nobody can knock you over. It's just how it is. Yeah. 10 pounds heavier, 10 pounds lighter, dancing in the street, dancing by yourself, um, really just owning who you are. And I think that's um, that's really the underpinning of what makes a bombshell. Yeah. And, you know, you want to live a life where your soul dances inside your body. That's right. You know, you want to you want to live your life where your soul thanks your human body. Thank you, my body. Thank you, my body, for helping me to evolve. Thank you. And we get to live a very different experience. So great. I, so when I, when I was first looking at all of your resources, I thought, okay, she is a very spiritual woman. She's a speaker. She owns restaurants and, um, and she's all about entrepreneurism. Like, I think I'm going to ask her to be my best friend, but now, <laughs> now that I've 
have the chance to experience you, I think I really want you to be my soulmate. So <laughs> we can work on that. <laughs> it will be my joy. <laughs> so before we end, and I feel like I could talk to you all day, I always ask my guests before we um, get into where we can find you online, what is the parting piece of advice that you would speak to a woman who really wants to step into her personal power? Yeah. To ask yourself this, these two questions. What do I need to do to feel the way I want to feel? Yeah. But first you've got to decide how you want to feel. Another question to ask is, what would someone who loved themselves do? Mm. When you're at the crossroads, what would someone who loved themselves do? And um, we're all about entrepreneurship and, and business and getting shit done. Who do I need in my orbit to help me to get to where I want to go faster? So that you're not alone, so that you're not doing it by yourself. But when you ask yourself those three questions and you get to the last one, you understand also that in order to have people in my orbit to help me to get to where I want to go faster, we need to be attractive. And I'm not talking about looks, right? Yeah, looks helps. I'm also talking about the thoughts you think, the words you speak, the people you hang out with, the things that you do and the reasons why you do it. And when we really start that self-design, this is why personal development cannot happen unless personal disruption happens first, to continually be disrupting ourselves so that we can evolve, push humanity forward and do it with joy. Because when we evolve, continually evolve, continually push humanity forward and do it with joy, we will be so magnetic so magnetic to be attracting the people into our orbit to help us to get to where we want to go faster and then when you have the same type of people all um, reaching the same goals and having that same vibration it's so much fun (laughs) (laughs) it's so much fun so it adds even more to the evolution even more to pushing humanity forward and even more to joy and that's basically the framework of creating a life by design and not by default by living your life in spirit and inspired oh i love it i that's it's just you need to rewind this okay i'm dating myself you need to (laughs) back up whatever you do on a podcast to 15 seconds, like three times and listen to that and listen to that and listen to that because that bombshell is truth. The world tells you lies. You tell yourself lies. What Pauline just shared is truth. And I want you to listen to it again and again so that you can reprogram your mind so that you can start the demo work to rebuild the structure and the identity that is true to you. So I definitely uh, want you to check out on Amazon. Um, also it's on audible. So I know a lot of you because your podcast listeners prefer to listen. So her book, which we'll put in the show notes, or if you're watching on YouTube, we will certainly put it in the description, the way of the spiritual entrepreneur, the seven secrets to becoming fearless, stress-free and unshakable in business and in life. We will definitely put the red lantern, which is, um, your, the, world's most award-winning Vietnamese restaurant. Congratulations. We've been around for 20 years because we have great. That's right. It's full circle back to that. And then um, Instagram, LinkedIn, 
Um, we'll, we'll get all of that. And of course your website, you definitely want to watch her speaker reel because what you just experienced here, I can only imagine being in your presence in a room and feeling that energy live. Um, thank you so much for sharing yourself and your light with us today. Um, and thank you for sharing yourself with me. This has been a true blessing and, um, and I appreciate you greatly. Amber, the joy was mine. Thank you so very much for having me. And thank you also for your listeners. Absolutely. Well, bombshells, I don't even know what to tell you, but um, that was a gift and I hope that you received it. And we don't have any announcements today. So all I can leave you with is I hope that you step into that love and the joy and into yourself. And we will see you on the next episode. Thanks for listening to the Bombshell Business Podcast. Visit AmberHurdle.com for more resources like show notes and check out the bombshellbusinesswoman.com to grab my book and download the free bonuses.